Let's do bolognese first, though. And it feels like most families have their own version of this midweek meal fave. Chef and author Sam Parrish has a version of this crowd pleaser to share with a few surprises in it. She joins me now. Hi, Sam. Hello. How are you, Jesse? Good. I always look forward to our chats, and I always make whatever it is that um, that you that you share the recipe for because I love your food. Um, mm. Before we get onto the recipe, you've got an event coming up. I do, yeah. Um, we're doing a few of these now in Christchurch. Um, so this one's a Mediterranean-style brunch at Odeon Restaurant mm. on the 6th of August. It's going to be really cool. It's kind of like a culinary collaboration where we're bringing in chefs from across the city. So we've got um, Julie Han from Table Bloom, a pastry chef who's actually pastry chef Paul Elton John. In the <laughs> wow, exacting standards, I'm sure. Yeah, so she's come on board, and then Shafiq and Jack from Odeon, which is an incredible restaurant based in the city, and then a couple of um, really cool producers, Acro Salmon and Middlehurst Lamb, have come on board as well. But yeah, it's all through Avenues Eat. Yeah, and, really cool. and so you, you've you not been in Christchurch all that long, but um, your <laughs> profile is growing here in New Zealand, thanks to your beautiful cookbook and... Um, and your appearances here, and what you're just sort of creating a bit of a food scene um, for yourself yeah, in Christchurch, are you? Yeah, when um, it's just a really nice opportunity to because we do a Q and A Q&A with all the chefs and um, just kind of get people a bit more across like what cool foodies are based here in Christchurch and what they're kind of doing down here. Pretty, it is pretty cool actually. What I get to do down here, so I'm loving it. Yeah, why'd you go brunch instead of dinner? Just out of interest. Um, because his Turkish, so Shafiq's Turkish eggs with this Aleppo butter oh, are yeah. just phenomenal. Wicked. Um, and I just I feel like it hadn't had enough hype, so why not? Right. <laughs> um, that, I noticed that Aleppo pepper popping up in more and more recipes yeah, is actually quite hard to get a hold of. Um, you can get it here in Christchurch at Med, um, Mediterranean Food Co. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Middle Eastern, you know, grocery shops, you've got to kind of go beyond the supermarket, I guess. Um, okay, tell me about bolognese. And by the way, um, Sam's sort of motto is maximum flavour, minimum fuss. Um, minimum fuss. Her, her book's called Cook Me. Um, and, yeah, tell me about the bolognese. Bolognese, yeah. So I thought this was a good one because it's quite a political subject in food. <laughs> Yeah, because um, people are very I attached really, to however they particularly yeah. do it in their family. And yeah. I'm not here to tell anyone how to make their bolognese, but I am just, you know, just veering you in a different direction. Um, I have probably quite a few secret ingredients to mine, but I think some of the standouts that people get a bit kind of like, wow, what the hell, um, mm. is probably milk is a big one. I think it's such a game changer when you're doing your bolognese. Really, yeah? Yeah, you add it towards the end of the cooking process, but um, it just, it evens out the acidity and the tomatoes, it tenderizes the meat, and I mean, you think about, you add parmesan to, to like, it's, it's dairy, essentially, so it, it really does do incredible things, and it gives the sauce, like, this silky texture, so everyone should at least give that one a go, but a couple of others would be, like, parmesan rind, such a great ingredient to add to your bolognese because it's sitting there cooking for so long that it has a chance to kind of do 
do things to the sauce that other ingredients can't do. I kind of call it like the fossil of like cheese that kind of creates this awesome depth of flavour to any sauce. Um, and then a combo of mints is always a really good idea, pork right. and beef. Or Same with meatballs, eh? Yeah, like you kind of give it that fattiness. and or, or, yeah, you could even use an Italian sausage, which is already kind of a combo already happening in there. Mm. You, you um, have, yeah, you have experimented yourself with a few things over the years. I noticed there's no brown sugar in this one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, growing up I always put um, barbecue sauce or brown sugar or something in my bolognese's because I think I just missed the point that actually it just needs time. Like, right. They always they just need time to develop that sweetness, um, which you can get from carrot and, you know, other ingredients that do the job for you. But, yeah. Yeah, and if you buy Italian tomatoes, they should be plenty sweet enough as well, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I actually add a little bit of nutmeg and cinnamon to mine, oh, yeah. which is the cinnamon brings out the sweetness, the nutmeg brings out the savouriness. Um, yeah, so they're probably my top secret ingredients for my bolognese. You got anchovies in this one too. That's a pretty secret. Ingredient. Oh, anchovies, yes. I mean, anchovies and everything, if you ask me. But um, <laughs> just, something about fish does things. I think it's very good at grounding a dish, um, especially an anchovy. So I've got three in this recipe, which really sends it. Um, okay, talk us through it. How are we going to make this recipe? Okay. So brown onion, carrot, celery, and then parsley stems. Chuck that all into a food processor because we are not going to chop that. That's a lot of time. <laughs> Sam, really? <laughs> well, you're food I... processing your what's it called a mirepoix? <laughs> exactly. I just I'm I'm here for everyone who doesn't have time to be chopping away at a carrot. <laughs> so, Still got to peel the onions. There's no no fast way of peeling an onion yet, unfortunately. I know, what a shame. I mean, you could almost do a red onion if you're really lazy. Um, (laughs) But yeah, whack that in a food processor and then heat your oil. Some people get a bit freaked out by the amount of oil that I use, but it's essentially olive juice when you're using (laughs) oil. So I think it's totally, and this literally serves eight people. So Mm -hmm. it's like quite a big, bulky serving of bolognese because why would you ever do things in small amounts when it comes to this sort of thing? Great. Um, but yeah, so you want to cook your veggies off for at least eight to 10 minutes, soften them, get them almost caramelizing. Um, and it's that foundational step that really will make or break, I guess, a good bolognese. Mm-hmm. And then throw in your mints, your anchovies, brown that off. Um, red wine goes in after that with tomato paste. And I like to add my garlic at that stage. So I'm not, you know, taking it too far. Um, and then uh, hang on a second. You're, you're, you're adding the garlic after the wine and the tomato paste. Oh, I add it with the wine and the tomato paste. Yeah, actually. yeah. Tell me about it's that. Kind of, well, I just I, I don't want to necessarily cook it with the vegetables. Mm. It's just kind of not going to go to a good place. But um, by adding it with the tomato paste and the wine, you're kind of letting it flavour the mint. Um, and soften at the same time because you're adding it with a liquid. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I'm sure some people would say, hell no, I'm going to add that around the mint stage, which each to their own. You do you. Okay. Um, but that was 
when I wrote the book, that was kind of my process mm -hmm. at the time. Um, I'm sure I'd change it on a dime, but yeah. <laughs> then boil it and all then, up. Um, we'll bring it to a simmer the at least. Go in, yeah, yeah. The milk goes in the bay leaves, and then let it cook for around two hours, or chuck it in a slow cooker and um, set it aside for you know put it on low and see you in the afternoon sort of thing. Yeah, I've got no experience cooking mints. We sort of grew up vegetarian, so um, I always kind of assumed it was a quick cook thing, but it just it, it can hold up to long slow cooking, can it? Yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's like anything slow that is slow cookable. You can either quick cook it or slow cook it, so it's either one or the other, if that makes sense. So like a shoulder of lamb, you can quick cook that, um, but it would be so quick. If that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Or you slow cook it for hours and hours and hours to get the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. Salt and pepper, get it tasting good, and then just uh, a packet full of pasta. Exactly, yeah. And this is like such, it makes such a big amount that you'll have definitely have leftovers. So it's always a, you know, a lot of people have so many versions of how they turn bolognese into other things. You could add a few Mexican spices can full of beans and turn it into like a chili con carne or burrito bowls or yeah it's such a versatile it makes sense that a lot of families we have this probably once a week i would say yeah we're overdue and in our family i can tell um any yeah. instruction on combining the pasta and the sauce um any well i do like to shimmy my pasta through the sauce i know a lot of people probably just put it straight in the bowl and spoon the sauce over the top but i do think it um Especially if you've cooked your pasta to the al dente, it um, has a nice way of coating it, mm -hmm. flavoring your pasta. So you're not, you know, it's got some flavor to it. It's not just straight up pasta boiled. <laughs> Love it. Nice. And you've got a couple of other mm -hmm. ideas you might have mentioned there, uh, turning it into a lasagna or a, or a cheesy pasta yeah, bake. Lasagna. Yeah, lasagna. Exactly. I mean, like I said, I just think it's such a good base. Or, or freeze it and see it in a couple of weeks and you've got meals, dinner sorted. Love it. Sam Parrish, mm -hmm. thanks so much. Our recipe's on the website. Have a great weekend. You too. You too. Sam Parrish, uh, who is our Friday chef.